friends. Welcome to your girl, Natty. I am your host, Natty, and I'm back with Elle. What's up, Elle? Hi. Hello. So happy to be here. And Elle, what are we jumping on the mics for today? What is it? Souls Part Two: Shadow and Light. Oh yeah, Light and Shadow Season Two. We just finished this show five hours ago or something like it's not been long. So we're trying. We're trying to organize our thoughts to jump on the pod today. So hope they're organized. But. Honestly, none of y'all's thoughts are organized probably either, so you'll just feel like in good company because <laughs> mm-hmm. the show makes it impossible to have organized thoughts. <laughs> no. There's way too much going on. Um, but anyways, if you're new to your girl, Maddie, I am Maddie. It's good to meet y'all. This is Elle. She is a regular guest on the pod for all things 17 slash many, many different K-dramas. K-pop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we've been watching Alchemy together, so I thought it'd be so fun to do this review with her. Um, but yeah, welcome to the Your Girl Maddie. If you're new, follow me on Instagram at Your Girl Maddie Pod. Talk about a bunch of stuff over there, and we just jump on the mics every week to talk about K dramas. So welcome! I'm so glad y'all are here. All right, um, <laughs> I just think we should start with the finale okay. and work our way somewhere from there. There we go. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know where to start. Where do you even begin with this? Where, okay, honestly, I feel like I feel like trying to talk about alchemy is like trying to talk about like the Bible or something where there's like there are way too many things happening. And if you try yeah. to explain it to somebody, it's like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, actually, I forgot about this. Oh, it's, it's mm-hmm. important for you to know this. And it's like, OK, so at least everyone listening to this episode has probably watched Alchemy of Souls season two. Let's just assume this. Uh, and just go off here so finale l i'm curious we haven't talked about this do you feel satisfied you were talking about the need to feel satisfied do you i'm curious go <laughs> um i would say i mostly feel satisfied i would say relationship wise like their inner relationships i feel very satisfied with okay. the characters and what happened to them the storyline and like the magical side of it, I don't feel as satisfied about. Um, okay, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, I know I agree. I I was surprisingly satisfied. Okay, oh, I did not think I would be. The fact that I mean, of course, they threw that time jump in at the end. I'm like, of course they're going to do this. I wasn't that mad though because like, the time jump happened, and I'm like, we have like 15 minutes left. This is great. All the angst is over. The firebird is apparently dead. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening there. Um, and we just get to see how everyone wraps up. And mm-hmm. okay, not gonna lie, the fact that by the end, Noxu and Ook were just living happily ever after. I'm like, I don't really know how we got here. Like, I don't quite know how how we got here, but I'm not mad about it because I want them to be together. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but I have a lot of questions. Like. Mm-hmm. Do we not care? She's a soul shifter anymore. <laughs> like, it, 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 and we can go into this, but um, but I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. that. I felt like the the lore in the plot in the last episode was a little lacking because it like ended really fast. Like, I was like, what was was the Firebird dangerous? Because yeah. it was not hard for them to defeat this thing. It was a little too easy. Like, way too easy. Uh, so that's kind of how I felt, but I was satisfied because mm-hmm. it was actually really happy. Yeah. But I don't really know how we got to the happiness, but I'm not really that mad. Here's the thing. I'm not really that mad because it was happy. <laughs> so I, 
I like how it set all of the characters at the end with almost like you could see their whole new story that they were about to go on. Uh, for sure. It didn't Which... like feel like a final ending to them. It felt like a new chapter in their fun, magical lives. That's true. So let's talk through everyone's new magical lives that we can all write fan fiction <laughs> about. Okay. Um, first of all, I think we, me and Elle have decided we want a spinoff for the Crown Prince. Like, Yes! And it's turtle. <laughs> it just needs to be established. We're both in love with the crown prince. We mm-hmm. will be fighting over yes. him. Like I, El, he is so sexy all of a sudden. Oh, he is. I was not into him in season one at all. His eyebrows were too big. <laughs> His character was too confusing. Season two, I was like, you are competing with Jungkook for being the sexiest person in this <laughs> drama. I was so whipped. Okay, I've been Team Crown Prince since the beginning, though. You have. Like, not not have. for Noxu, just, like, for me, but... Yeah. <laughs> His low voice. Oh, oh my goodness. Gosh, I, I was not... And he's you... not a skinny guy at all. No. Yes. Oh, he could swing you over his shoulder. Like, he... I was like, this guy needs way more. I want an entire spinoff for him. I want his own love story. Like, and they were hinting at that at the end. Like, they're you know, Booyan's trying to find him a wife, and I'm like, we just need more for him. Just give me more. Oh, I love a good like himbo, and I feel like he's (laughs) definitely that. I love it. Oh, he's such a himbo. He's and you're right. You have loved him. You're right. I would give you that L. You have always loved him. You saw the potential in him before mm-hmm. I did. You really did. We were kind of scared he was going to be evil this season, though. I yeah. remember that. I feel he like was- I saw it. I really believed, though, that he was secretly planning something with Ook because he loves Ook. And you could tell that in season one <laughs> he, that he secretly com- loves Ook. He's competing with us for Ook. Like, he, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, he, yeah, he is. He loves Ook. And he, like, wanted a bromance with him the entire show yes. and would not leave him alone. But, you know, it's interesting, um, just to go on the Crown Prince train here for a minute, it sounded like, at one point, it was like, it almost sounded like the Crown Prince was saying for the first half of the season, he actually was in cahoots with Jinmu. Hmm. Is that correct? Or do you not remember that? Yeah, I don't know if he knew, though, he realized that Jinmu was, like, evil, though. That's true. That's true. You know, he was trying to gauge what side to be on and then like i think he was also trying to kind of form his own moral code with him in himself because yeah. i mean if you think about it he grew up with his parents who are obviously not morally good people um and then yeah. you have Jin Mu as like his mentor trainer right like mm-hmm. how would he even get a chance to become like a good person and so he was trying to figure that out i could see that like internal conflict with him um oh that's a good point you know right because Maybe he didn't realize how bad Jinmu was. Um, because let's be real, Jinmu's kind of an idiot. So <laughs> Crown, Crown Prince was probably not like, this guy's that dangerous. Because he's just kind of an idiot. Like, I don't know. And yeah, you're right. Like, Jinmu, I guess, was always around the Crown Prince as the Guanju, uh, the assistant Guanju. He was, like, always there, I think. Like, he mm-hmm. always held, like, a position of power in Chongbunguan. So, like... You're right. I guess, I, and, and it was when the freaking turtle, when the turtle, Jin, when Jinmu showed his true colors and stole his turtle, that he was like, "I'm done with you." Which did Master Lee send the turtle? Okay, I don't know. Let's talk about the turtle. You, you, he's you a magical have... turtle, right? It's like the <laughs> was it the black turtle? Is that what it was? Is it a magical turtle? I think so. And he has like the power to help people find their way, right? Oh, is that wait, what I, Master Lee said? 
I do remember them him mentioning that at one point. Okay, so it is a magical turtle. I thought yeah. it was just symbolic. No, but, but it, it was super symbolic too. I think. <laughs> so what's the symbolism here, Al? Like, does the turtle just help him find his way, or you said something yeah. along the lines of there was actually a really famous emperor in Korea who had a turtle? Is that correct? Okay, I know this from listening to other podcasts. I think it was Pocha Playlist. Um, okay, so shout out to that podcast. I love shout that out. podcast. Um, they were talking about how there's some famous Korean leader who had a oh. turtle and he was like a really good leader and so when people saw the turtle they thought oh this is a good guy oh so i don't know for sure i didn't do any research myself but um that, I think, that might be it i think that i heard be... that but okay i love just like how the turtle helped him realize what true power was and his ah. like speech his speech to Jin Mu because he's so upset about Jin Mu taking away his turtle, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jin Mu is like, why would you care about something so in- insignificant? Something that has no power, that it, caring about something that has no power and can't help you in any way, that is a uh-huh. sign of weakness. That's what Jin Mu tells him. Oh. But then when he turns on Jin Mu, he's like, no, that is a sign of power. And I'm going to tell you, show you what true power is. Yeah, he does say that. I was like, and I think he said something to Jin Mu, like, what happens to all the people when you do this or this or this and this and this? And Jin Mu's like, I don't even know why you would care. And yeah, like, that's a sign of weakness that you care. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, and just thinking about that now, Jong-uk, see, he helps the turtle at one yes. point. And he didn't know it was the crown prince's turtle, mm-hmm. but I think the fact that Jong-uk would take some time out of his day to help the turtle mm-hmm. meant a lot to the crown prince. Yes. Like, who do I trust here? Oh, I can trust Jong-uk. Which, great choice, by the way. Jong-uk is, I really, appre- I like Uk a lot. I liked his yes. character until the end. I think he's very upright. Um, and I, think- I was obsessed with I was obsessed with how he gave over the power to the crown prince at the end. Yes. That was such a good scene. Well, and I think that that shows that crown prince A was the best person to be king. Um, He was. He was. And B, that Uke really wasn't ever wanting to be king, and that's not his role. Um, Yes. Crown prince has realized that taking care of others and helping people who are powerless, that's what true power is and that's how he wants to be a king and i love it i think he's gonna make such a great king oh it's so good and that's like one of like the themes of the show is like the power of power i mean that's like the whole show really was people wanting power through the ice stone so like let's do everything we can at all costs to get this freaking ice mm-hmm. stone and yet i really love i mean that scene of the crown prince and ook they're near the end and ook is like dude, I don't want to be the king. I want you to be the king, which we mm-hmm. all wanted to happen, right? I mean, yes. you know, Elle and I, we really wanted this to happen. We're like, we know this is going to happen. Um, but it was like, Ook is like, there's not actually that much value in power. Like, I don't really want it, you know? And he could take it. Ook could have done anything he wanted in the show, and yeah. which was really sexy. Everyone was so freaking scared of him <laughs> at all times in season two. Um and I really like his character because he was like, I truly, like, he was never swayed by Mm-mm. that power. Um, so this guy, this show always reminds me of Star Wars. Do you do you know Star Wars? I love Star Wars. You were talking okay. to the right person here. Oh, my gosh. Like, this show consistently reminds me of Star Wars. Like, Master Lee is Yoda. And oh, like, for sure. <laughs> and like, am, I, am I right that Ook is, 
Anakin, but he's Anakin that makes right choices. Ooh. <laughs> right? Okay. Is he? I mean, spoiler alert to everyone who doesn't <laughs> now know the point of Star the plot of Star Wars, but <laughs> Anakin is the chosen one like Ook is, but he, he chooses the power and he dies in the lava and it's a, I mean, yeah. he becomes Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Because Darth Vader. But Anakin turns bad basically because he's so in love with Padme, right? Exactly. And Ook, we all know Ook would not fall under the same plot. He, he was like, as much, I don't think he would have gone evil even to save Noxu. Yeah. I think he Which, had a really good head on his shoulders. I think it was character development, though, because I don't know if season one Ook would have. Mm, maybe not. There was a lot of difference in season one Ook and season two Ook. Oh, the I character thought. development is great. It's it so great. It was so good. Oh, my God. All of the characters. It, every character. Every character, like... It's, but especially Ook, there were so many times in season mm-hmm. two that I was I would like remember season one Ook, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like a whole different guy. But I believed the character difference. Yes, like, it was believable to we me. We saw the progression. There was so much progression, and but I also loved in like the very last scene when he was just hanging out with Noxu. It's like the old Ook came back a little bit. Yes, which was great. Like it was, he was like being whiny and like whatever. I was like, oh man, we got him back. And um, old Noxu like pushed, pushing him around, telling him what to do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um. So the that being said, though, the only character that I am like, I don't know if I see the the character arc, and this is largely probably because the actress changed. Noxu. We were talking really? about this a little. Do you see it more than I do? I I feel like I totally it was, do. Two different, I, I totally completely do. different people. Okay, talk I really to me do. about that. Okay, because I feel like, okay, season one, Noxu, which we had right. a discussion of what should we call her because yeah. <laughs> she yeah. has like 12 different names. I think she we landed has, on Noxu. <laughs> I mean, she was Cho Young, I guess, pre-Noxu days. Jinmu finds her. She turns into Noxu. Then we call her Buyon, but Bu- Buyon. No, Mudok. Oh, no, then we call her Mudok. Oh, my gosh, Mudok, then Buyon. But Buyan's actually sold on. It's like, what the frick is happening here? <laughs> but yes, we're going to call her Noxu for the sake of this review episode. But continue. Yeah. So season okay. one, Noxu. So she was just concerned with getting her power back, right? And also vengeance, mm. right? She wanted to kill everyone True. who had a hand in killing her family. Um, and so True. she was just kind of like, I'm just going to kill everyone once I get my powers back. And then through her relationship with Ook, she changes her mind and doesn't want vengeance anymore right um true true by the end of season one i can see an arc from the beginning of season one to the end of season one for sure huge (laughs) arc but i mean if this is tell me how did you see it continue in season two or was it like a new person okay i feel like okay at the end of season one she her motivation is more because of her love for ook yeah. But then at the end of season two, her motivation is to do the right thing. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. And, and the same with Ook. I think they both come to that mutual um, that mutual yes. agreement when they're talking to, like, Master Lee. Like, we're going to do whatever you think is best for everyone. Um, That's even true. If, even if we have to give up our own lives for that, you know? They were almost... Relationship. They were almost a little too mature for me there at the very end of uh, season two. Because I'm like... They're just like, we'll give each other up and it's fine. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I felt like they were, they, yeah, they were very much like, 
this is the right thing. I can't keep you anyways. I'll, he's like, I'll live with Noxu for as many days as I can, and then she'll die. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you're just accepting the fate of it all. But um, I think I wanted more tears, personally, yeah. of just like, I can't believe I'm losing you. But like that final mm-hmm. scene where Noxu's soul supposedly, supposedly dies. Um, there wasn't enough tears from his end, in my opinion, but that's Aww. just me wanting the drama it came so suddenly too i wanted them to have a little more time (laughs) it did it came really suddenly um but okay can we just talk about this just now that we're on this topic okay was there was there a plot hole here or was does this make sense so at the end uh, supposedly right yoda master lee says you know uh the naksu soul is going to die and we just believe anything master lee says apparently which it's fine he just comes out of nowhere and says all sorts of random stuff. So then, like, Ook's like, oh, shoot, Noxu's soul's going to die. So then he, you know, they get married, which was so freaking cute, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's like, I'm just going to live with her until her soul dies. Okay, great. Then apparently her soul dies, right? There's that scene, and she gets that final memory of, I remember what it felt like to stab you, and then and then she dies. Okay, but how does she come back at the end? Oh, do we know? Um, I think I... The final... Yes. Uh, okay. What's the name of the original? Uh, Soul Run. Okay. Soul Run. She yeah, decides Ron. to give her the body. So, so I guess she does decide to give her the body, but I guess Noxu's soul did not completely die. Then there was a remnant of her soul. There must yeah. have been, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. that's the I one thing that, that I I was Soul Run like, had to take over though at that point in order to like save the world. So she like took over okay. just to save the world. Yes. But she didn't really die then. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Master Lee wasn't really right then. He was like, Noxu's soul will die. She will just get burned yeah. up inside. But I don't think, I don't know if that was really true because apparently yeah, after Master the whole, Lee like, was I get just BSing everyone. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> he was. <laughs> like something like that. He was like, like wild guess here. <laughs> Master Lee. Like, I'm like, where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Like, Cotton Eye Joe, like, who is Master Lee? Why does he know the things he supposedly knows? Slash, are well, they true? His because his master was, um... Yeah, so so young. The, yeah, I don't know these names. Okay, I, I should have yeah. written down those names. <laughs> his master was the original Ice Stone dude, so it's yes. like, he has the, he has the authority and to say he anything like, he wants. But also the fact that he took over a dead child's body also made him understand how uh, Solran took over Buyang's body. True. You know? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so okay. I guess that's the answer is her soul, Noxu's soul, just didn't die completely. That's fine. Yeah. I can trust. I can believe that. That's fine. Uh, I don't I really think Solran's really powerful answer. enough to keep her to keep her alive. You know? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when, when, that kind of helps me with the whole, like, lack of fanfare when Noxu supposedly dies, too. Because I was like, that wasn't fanfare enough. Mm-hmm. But then she wasn't dead. So, a lot yeah. of episode, tw- and episode 10 was people, quote unquote, dying, but not dying. <laughs> That's true. It's like, That's true. <laughs> like, we spent a long time on Maidservant Kim dying and Park Jin dying and yes! the Jin <laughs> mother dying. And then it was like five minutes later, oh, they're not dead. They're hanging out with Yoda. I'm like, who? Why does he? How is Master Lee everywhere? How is he there? What? How did he get there? But like with Master Lee, you just don't question it. He's Master Lee. Like it's like you can do whatever he wants. And they have these portals somehow that like help them get yeah. somewhere. Like where did that come from? 
<laughs> no. And here's the thing. Like, there might be other podcasts right now tearing this apart <laughs> because, like, there are so many plot holes in this show. I don't care because it was really good television. Yeah, like, so I true. really don't care. I didn't want Maid Servant Kim to die. No. And while she while she was dying, I was having a total Titanic moment. I'm like, there is room on the door. Like, you can leave this freaking <laughs> yes. cave. Did you feel that way? She's like, I have yes. to stay with maidservant. With Why? Me. Yes. <laughs> I said, I said, the gin mother's going down with the ship. And you being there will do nothing. Literally nothing. Like, nothing. why? I'm so glad she didn't die. Because if she died for that specific reason, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Like, that's so stupid. I literally was like, make, like writing notes while watching that. I'm like, not a good enough reason to die. We'll discuss on the pod. But then she didn't die, yeah. apparently. So I was like, That was okay. like one of the two times that I was yelling at my um, iPad screen about something. <laughs> and the other time, I think we talked, the other time for me was why did Yule never yes. tell Ook that his the love of his life did not mean to stab him and kill him? Yeah. Right? He never told him that, I right? was yelling at Yule, yelling at him, tell him right now! I oh my goodness! Was, I mean, this was episode 9, but Yule finds out, oh shoot, there was like a bell spell, and you know, and at least he tells Noxu, I guess. But then, like, and he tells would... a lot of people, like, just not Ook. <laughs> he tells all sorts of people! <laughs> then he sits down with Ook, he says, I have something important to tell you, and I think, great. Yeah. And he tells him something else, <laughs> Dude, what? I don't know why they didn't. Ask. I don't get that. Like, I think to this day, Jong Uk does not know that the love of his life didn't stab him on purpose. Like, yeah, he doesn't he needs care. to know that. <laughs> I don't think he important. cares. <laughs> he really needs to know that. I think uh, personally. Uh, okay, let's see. Speaking of Yule, uh, Yule. Sometimes Yule is not the smartest character. <laughs> okay, here's the thing about Yule, and I've said this before. He's he's so pretty. He is so pretty. So pretty. So pretty. I, I, I'm not mad about his character. He's so pretty. And I mm-hmm. I just don't get the point of his character, to be honest. <laughs> like, Did he get... Also, I feel like he got even hotter when he started going, like, really crazy. With oh, the blood he work. got... <laughs> Did he get so hot? He got so <laughs> much hotter. That was the first time in, like, 26 episodes that I was like, dang, Yule, you really finally have some <laughs> fire under you? And it's because you're going crazy because of a blood worm that some random, yeah. like you know, drug dealer put into your body or whatever. So I was like... I shouldn't find a murder-suicide that attractive. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, Here's the thing. Okay, so Yule, do you know the first thing that came to my brain at the very end of the show when Yule becomes the new leader of John Chingak or whatever, the, like, the... The the whatever it, it reminded me so much of freaking Sharpay in High School Musical. Do you watch High School Musical? Okay, so you know High School Musical. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out for a minute. So Sharpay, she's supposed to be like this really great actress and supposed to do all these amazing things, and she's going to be the one that goes to Juilliard. But at the end of the High School Musical 3, Sharpay just stays back at East High and helps run the theater department. Okay, I feel oh, okay. the same way. I feel... <laughs> This is my connection. I feel the same way with Yule. Like, he's supposed to be this really amazing mage that does all these amazing things. At the end of the day, he's just staying back and running the school he grew up in. Which is like, I wanted his character to be so much cooler throughout this entire show. Yeah. I don't know. I I was actually really satisfied with Yule's ending. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I was personally very satisfied. Because I feel like 
for from his ending, I know this kind of theme does seem to pop out of almost nowhere, but I think there is a connection. Um, the theme of like power and privilege, um, because he's going to open up the school, the Sangram school, to everyone, not just people from powerful families. And um, also his first two students, right, are, they were, their energies were yes. read by Noxu, and they were, did you catch who they were? They were the the guy that helped Zoe, mm-hmm. right? And then there was yes. that girl that helped the, the doctor's daughter. Yes. Yeah, so I we recognize them. Yes. Yeah, and like he's, be, um, Noxu was saying that she might be even more powerful than Ook, and like... I love that idea that these people who are at the lowest point in society, they actually might even have more power that's untapped. It's just untapped because they've been sentenced in life to being a lower class. And so they don't get the opportunities that people of higher class get. And you'll learn that through Zoe and her sacrifice for him, right? And how he, like, made things brighter for her, right? And Oh, you're helping me understand this a lot better. I, like, did not understand the point of Zoe. Like, I was not tracking why all that was that important. Thank you. That makes a lot. Yule did learn a lot about that. And I, yeah. I did love that. I did love that part of the end when Yule and they're like, this is going to turn off a lot of the high, like high powered people in society. And Yule's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love that. But yeah. like, he comes from high, like everyone, not everyone. Uh, most of the people we love in the show are from high society families, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, that's true. That, that is a great point about Zoe's purpose in this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite think through that one. <laughs> Thank you for enlightening that. I just thought it was really uh, beautiful. And yeah, I like that idea that there's even more powerful people out there, but they're, they've been sentenced to be lower in society. And so they've gone untapped. I love and, that. Yeah. And the fact that Noxie is going to help look at people's actual true power and not like what family they're from. You know? I love that. There's a few things about the show that I really, really loved. That That's a great one. Um, I loved that in a lot of ways, like Ook was the true underdog and nobody saw any value in him and he and yet once he was given the chance he just was amazing um but he his power his gate of energy was blocked and so he was such an outcast for so long um i thought that was a really great message like sometimes you're just needed something you just need help like one thing needs to change and you'll be able to really go and take off um Mm. i also loved i kind of loved how much like um like the genuine ladies it was all about like there were so many great women and there's not great women. A lot of the women kind of bothered me, but there was like, there was so much respect for the woman priestesses that they like feared them almost. And I really thought that was cool. And even like the way that Ook treats Noxu, like he's like, I'm not afraid for you. Like you can handle your own girl. Like I really mm-hmm. thought that was really cute and it was never like a damsel in distress kind of thing. So I thought yeah. that was, if anything, he was the damsel in distress for the first season yeah, no, he wasn't. But um, and she was a little bit when she was locked into j- inside Genuine at the beginning of season one and didn't have any memories. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that season was two, cool. yeah. I mean, season two. I yeah. love that though. Even though she was locked in there, didn't have any memories, didn't have any powers. She was like, "I'm going to get myself out of this." You know, that's true. Oh yeah, she, she was had like, that fight in her. Oh my you gosh. Know? Episode one, when he, like, throws the plate into the wall, she's like, okay, do that again. Can you do that one there and there? Because I think I can climb these and make a foothold. I was like, she's I think hilarious. Beginning of season two, Naksu is, like, my favorite version of her. 
Me too. She Me was too. hilarious and she, she was, had so much spunk, you know? She was like the Noxu that she never got to be, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because she was so, she was so, um, what's the word? Traumatized by her life. I yeah. mean, what, what we know of Noxu is she grew up like her dad was a, um, works in Chumbulguan with like the star charts. And so she grew up, mm-hmm. it seemed like a decently normal little girl until she was like five or six. Um, and then her dad gets murdered by the big mage families and she gets taken in by Jinmu. So basically from when she was like five, she just had a very traumatic life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that leads up to when she meets Ook, obviously like she's deep in. She ironically, it was her job to kill soul shifters, but now she is one for most of our show. Um, and it is interesting that I almost feels like season two, the beginning of season two, Noxu was Noxu's soul without all the memories. So she was like who she would have been. Mm-hmm. And then as the season went on, she became more and more tortured because she was remembering everything, which was like sad. Yeah. But I do feel like with her and Ook together, they're able to, they're going to be able to work past that in our fan mm-hmm. fiction worlds of past <laughs> when, when we think through where they're going to go. But um, I was most nervous that they were going to kill off Noxu and leave Ook to his own devices in the world. And I oh. said, he can't do it by himself. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't have worried so much about her. I was worried about him. I thought they might have killed her off because it seemed like she died, you know. And mm-hmm. I was generally like, please don't leave Ook alone in this world. Like, he doesn't want to be king. He, like, what's he going to do? So when he wasn't alone, I was very happy as a viewer. Yeah. Because I care for Ook and I think he's a tender, sweet soul and mm-hmm. doesn't want all the issues he has in life. So... Anyways, um, okay, so that's the future of Yule, new leader of that little school. Uh, I okay. do think I like another reason why Yule's ending is satisfying to me is because he seems to have a purpose in life now. Yeah. You know, and it's like a greater purpose, not just like I once loved this girl that turned evil and picked somebody else, you know? <laughs> yes. Like he has Maybe like a really was- legit good purpose in life. Maybe that's what was frustrating for me is I never quite understand the role he played. I was like, you're not giving him enough storyline, you know, like, especially in season one. Uh, And then season two, he was just like injured for most of it, which we, I mean, both of us, we loved episode seven, y'all. My favorite. That was the best episode episode. seven. Yes. It's the best episode. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it ended with with the kiss. The middle was like Yule being basically dying and then. Like Crown Prince getting involved and yes. everything was, and I was I love like, the whole Firebird how- thing. Oh, so fun! Yes, and how like they forced. I was dying how they like forced um, Noxu to carry this thing in her mouth, and she had to like yes. kiss Yule to get out. I'm like, sure, why not? Sure, and also like, let's throw it that was in the there. first. It was the first time they made the connection between Crown Prince not being the eunuch and her not being the yes, sorceress always. or whatever. Okay, <laughs> and she talk. I was. I was dying in that episode, though, because Yule's literally dying. Um, Master Lee is there, and he's like, oh, you guys need to hurry up and put something in the Firebird and this in her mouth. And, and he's like, you have until this timer is done. So they, like, flips the thing, and they, like, run off. Well, then they meet the Crown Prince, and they just, like, chatted up for, like, seven minutes. They're just like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is such a weird coincidence. And I'm like, hurry up. Like, hurry up. What the heck are you doing? Uh, it's fine. It's all, it's a TV show. But uh, I was like, I thought you were on a time limit. I mean, Yule is literally dying over here. Anyways, but the, it was hot. Like Yule's <laughs> whole, his whole torturedness this season with the blood worm and 
it, it was good television. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I, it a lot. I did. I think <laughs> I, I think I'll like, I wish Yule, I also want Yule to have a spinoff. Let's have Crown Prince and Yule both have a spinoff mm-hmm. and let's follow them more. Um, okay. The other thing about the finale, just, we don't have to spend too long on it unless we want to really break it down, but the Firebird. Okay. So there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Do you understand? Do we understand the Firebird? Do we care to understand the Firebird? I don't, I don't know. know if I need to understand it. I okay. would have. I would have liked more in terms of understanding. I, I don't know. I just feel like it was too easy at the end. One thing that I really enjoyed though was when um, all of the unanimous assembly is getting like burned up. Did you see their like reaction? It was so bad. <laughs> It was like the worst CGI, like, and they were just like, ah. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a few things we, oh no, there's a few things we have to mention that should not have been funny, but were the freaking so guy who takes who Jinmu takes over his body. Oh and my he gosh. Shows up, <laughs> he shows up the next scene with his hair slicked back, and in your words, the L, guy-liner. His, guy, his guy liner. I was like. I was laughing so hard. I know I'm like, I should not be laughing about this, but like if if Jinmu was a little weaselly guy, like this guy is twelve times more weaselly looking. Like you could not have found a better, more weaselly substitute for Jinmu. And it was like I loved it so much. Oh, oh my gosh. My the fact that the very first thing he does when he soul shifts is <laughs> the guy liner first like i have to oh, oh my craig. gosh and like i'm thinking uh, about it craig oh <laughs> uh, i thought Gotta that like part. <laughs> i thought that yule's cousin that guy i thought he was a really weaselly looking guy anyways and i never knew why he was still in the show i'm like why is this guy here now i know yeah. it's because they wanted jinmu to take over his body oh he was cast perfectly but, yeah. he really was <laughs> he was like he was such <laughs> Like, to use a soulmate's term, like, he was such a weenie. Like, everything about him. Like, oh, my gosh. And that just made me love him, though, because, like, he's such a good villain. Like, he was. I loved it. I loved it. And I think Who else do you want to get burned up by a firebird? You know? Oh, him. Like, I was in no qualms about him getting burnt up by this freaking firebird and these little unanimous unanimous assembly. Yeah, but, like, that scene was so classic because, like, Ook shows up and he's like, I will defeat your firebird. I'm going to unleash it. And they're all like, no. And then they just die. Like, I was like, okay. Okay. I guess we're done now. Like, I don't, I don't know. And then it, like, seemed really fast that we went from Ook unleashing the firebird and the firebird's, like, burning through the whole town. And then... Ook, like, does, like, one big old, like, choo, 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 and it's dead. And I was like, oh, that was really, really easy. Like, probably took you 46 seconds to kill yeah. the firebird. Uh, a little underwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, everyone had a little role to play, though. Like, every single yeah. character had to do something. But it right. all seemed too easy. Way too easy. Which, it's fine, because we and got more time for other things. But, They yeah. threw in some stuff that just, like was unnecessary but i think they were trying to make it sound cooler like what was the whole deal when they were in the room um the constellation room 
uh-huh. they were like, we need to have seven stars. Like, oh, I know. There's only six of us here. Oh, no, there's really a seventh one. <laughs> like, what? I, I thought the same thing. Like, like uh, Jin Sodan was like, don't worry, there is a seventh one. And I'm like, is she referring to Noxu? I guess so. I don't. Maybe that was her and being the seventh like, one's there's still always someone. standing with Ook. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there was a lot about that where they were like, Choyun, you go and get all the little birds out of the river. And like, you you go to Chumbuguan and stand outside the door. And I was like, is any of this necessary? Because it's clearly Ook is just going to defeat this bird without mm-hmm. anyone's help. Um, I do think what the writers were trying to do was do a repeat of the Great Chaos from 200 years before. Oh, okay. Did you catch that? Okay, so when the show starts, like the background of it is the way the Ice Stone even came into the world at all was 200 years ago, there was a huge drought. And in that context, Jin Sodan, which was a huge priestess of the day, she was able to call down rain from the heavens. And with the rain came the Ice Stone. Okay, so that was like how the Ice Stone ever came into its existence. And I think there's only been one since. So that was Jinmu's whole... But now the Ice Stone is in Ook. So Jinmu's like, I need a new Ice Stone. So Jinmu's whole plan with the freaking Firebird is to dry up the world again. And in drying up the world, do a rain thing. And then apparently a new Ice Stone is going to come. There's a lot of flaws in his plan. But with the new Ice Stone he can do, he's going to be just as powerful as Ook. And um, that was his whole plan. I think that's what they were trying to repeat with the ice with with the Firebird, and that's why it came into its play. Uh, and then it just didn't pan out for them. But Ook defeated the Firebird really easily, so yeah, <laughs> it didn't burn up the world at all, which is fine because we only have like thirty five minutes left in the show at that point. So I was like, get the Firebird out of here. But uh, yeah, I think that was the purpose of that. Yep. And then. <laughs> what was the whole I, – I didn't understand the whole deal with, like, the other ice stone that Jin Mu Where did that ice him? stone come from? That's what I was wondering because they were in that little yeah. prison thing. And suddenly there's just another ice stone, but it's, like, an anti-ice stone. Okay, L, they never it's went into why that was there. It's an ice stone that's been used up. I, I have no idea. Is that, like, foreshadowing that one day that's Ook? Or something like laying there. I dead. think it was supposed to be like Jin, like the symbol of like how Jinmu is hungry for power and it's going to eventually like kill him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do have a question about the know. Ice Stone, and and I've been thinking a lot and thinking a lot about the Ice Stone because when this show first started thirty episodes ago, I didn't know how important this freaking Ice Stone was going to be. <laughs> um, but I'm trying. I think this entire show, other than that random Ice Stone and someone's you know carcass, whatever was laying there in the skeleton, um, I think there's only been one Ice Stone. In factor, and I think the journey of the Ice Stone was it came out from the heavens 200 years ago, and Jin, uh, wait, wait, Soran, okay, uh, So Gyeong at the de- which was like the dude who was in love with Soran, he had the Ice Stone, but then Soran, he was like, we're gonna, we're gonna demolish the Ice Stone, we don't want it, but then Soran was dying, so he used the Ice Stone to revive Soran, and he wrote Matters of the Heart, that book. Right. Well, then Sodom decides, hey, I don't want to have the Ice Stone in me. I, I want to get rid of it. So she puts it in Jinyuan. She puts it in Jinyuan like 200 years ago. Then when Zhang Gong came around and Buyon dies in her mom's womb, the Jin mother begs Zhang Gong to take the Ice Stone out of Jinyuan and use it to save 
gin bouillon. But then we know, well, the ice stone had gin sodan soul in it. So when bouillon dies in the womb, it becomes gin sodan. Mm-hmm. But then <laughs> after Zhang Gong uses the ice stone, he throws it into the lake. Then when Buyan is like 10 years old, she finds the ice stone from the lake and they put it back in Jinyuan. Then they take the ice stone out of Jinyuan and it goes into Uk. And that's where it is to this day. So yes. good job. Thank you. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> so is the ice stone in Uk? Does it have yes. the soul of Jin Sodan in it? No. But when did it leave <laughs> the stone? Because that was the whole purpose. Is that's how it got into Buyon's body, left right? The stone when she was in her mother's womb. Did it? Yeah. I'm so then the stone I'm has nobody. Sure. So then now the stone in Uke does not have the soul of Jin Sodan in it. No. Okay. I mean, that's that makes I don't it better. Know. I, I was be like, I, I was like wrong. that. I I don't know. I, I think that's like a. I don't think they ever. Exp- Master Lee never came around and did his Yoda thing <laughs> to explain that one. But I was like, I think this is the journey of the Ice Stone. Another question of mine is: I guess they're never planning on taking it out of Ook. Is this guy gonna live forever? <laughs> yeah, and is Noxu gonna grow older and he's not? Because that's kind of sad. No, that's kind of sad. That's like a whole other story in itself. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there was a few questions from the end. Like, A, they're never taking it out of Uk, apparently. I guess it's just fine. It's in there forever. They used to be concerned. But all the unanimous assembly all burnt up and died. So I guess they don't, they can't care anymore. B, by the end of the show, no one seems concerned that Noxu is a soul shifter. Or maybe they I don't, don't think know. they tell anyone. I don't think anyone well, knows. Except for Yule, the ner- doctor lady, who I don't trust with that secret. No, and I don't trust at all. <laughs> Uk. And Master Lee. And the Jin Mother. And the Jin Mother, yeah. But I feel like I, the Jin Mother at that point has, like, accepted her as her own daughter. Yeah, she has. She apparently yeah. is nice now. I, I think too <laughs> many people know. Like, that that daughter, that the doctor's daughter, I don't trust her at all. No. But at the same somebody. time, does she think that it is now um, Booyang? Because she know. was told that Noxu's <laughs> soul was going to die. Okay. And Buyang would take over. So maybe yeah. they all just think that Buyang now is t- taken over completely. I think that's what people are believing because they're calling her Buyang by the end there too. Like they're referring yeah. to her as Buyang. So yeah. it sounds to me like they're just going to get away with this and feign ignorance like they said yeah. and just get away with it. Hey, that's fine with me. Um, another thing is I really thought by the end of this whole show they would address like, are we going to outlaw alchemy? Like, is there going to be like... They never address the alchemy of souls by the end. Is there, though? I feel like it's not an issue anymore, though, because there's no because, more um, soul ejectors. Uh, maybe that's it, because the ice stone is in And they Uke. can't make any more. I don't think they can make more without the ice stone. Yeah. I think you're right. So it's not really an issue. It's just like Noxu and Master Lee are the last two <gasps> soul shifters alive. Oh, this is seriously Star Wars in, like, so many ways. <laughs> They're, like, the last Jedi's. Like, yeah. Luke is the last... <laughs> The Last Jedi. Oh, my gosh. Like, who's Obi-Wan Kenobi in this situation? I'm trying to think. Mm. Um, Maybe that, I think you're, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Noxu's all of Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. She, she is Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> and then Uk is Anakin, who makes good decisions. I love that. Or is he that. Luke? <laughs> or, I actually was wondering. I'm like, is he Luke? He might be Luke. Hmm. Oh. Anyways. Uh, that, that's a great point. They cannot make any more soul ejectors. It's over. The alchemy yeah. issue is over. Love that. Oh, man. Okay. Um, 
I also hope one day Ook takes up the crown prince on being the new Guanju. Just do it, Ook. Just do it. Work with the crown prince. Wait, explain to me again what a Guanju is. No one knows what he does, but all I know is <laughs> <laughs> Zhang Gong, sexy Zhang Gong back in the day, um, Ook's dad from season one. Oh. He was the Guanju. And all I know is it's basically the right-hand man of the king. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Jin Mu was the assistant Guanju all those years. And um, so he was just weaseling his way into everything. But by the end, um, the crown prince is like, I really want Uk to be my Guanju, which I'm like, that's so cute. He should. Of course he would. (laughs) I know. I almost wonder if the Guanju is like the mage representation in Chongbu Guan. Hmm. Maybe. Which is like the palacy. Yeah. I I wonder. I don't know for sure. But Zhang Gong was a mage. Jin Mu was a mage. So that might be it. Okay. Um, anyways. Yeah, I, I would like him to do that. Yeah. When he, okay. needs to, when he wants to settle down, finally. <laughs> Any other thoughts from the finale? I mean, that's pretty much the finale. Um, I love that Park dong and Jin Cho-Young finally get together. And, and they have, have frickin', twins. Freaking babies. I love that, too. I love that Park Jin and Maid Servant Kim did not die. Yes. And Which is great. Together, and apparently she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, I know that. I was, I was like, just throw it at us. Like, I'm not mad. <laughs> like, just throw all the cute stuff at us right now. Yeah. Yes. I love dong I just have a I soft didn't... spot for him. I didn't need anything from the female doctor lady. I really didn't need that, but... No, like, what was her purpose? I don't... <laughs> She's apparently don't in love know. with a guy that broke his arm. Well, I was so nervous they were about to set her up with the crown prince, and I said, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. New, 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 new. <laughs> no. Just imagine him one day falling in love, and he's like, Sudong, hey. Oh my gosh, that'd be so sexy. <laughs> so sexy. His voice is so low. Oh my gosh. By the end of this show, I was like pausing it whenever like the crown prince would just have like a great scene i was like he is the one i'm whipped for right now mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh oh when my gosh. he tells in the episode nine when he like reveals to noxu that he was always siding with ook and he like steps next to him and has this like cute little smile oh yes. my gosh <laughs> i'm melted <laughs> oh my gosh i uh love him love him <laughs> yeah i don't did anyone we care about die in the show i don't think so no. Isn't that wild? Jinmu, he died. And that's that's it, right? The whole unanimous assembly died. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about them. <laughs> no one cares about them. Uh, uh the royal What happened to the king? Is... Did he die too? Is he there? Oh, did the did the king die? I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I was convinced Yule was gonna die. I was like, that guy's gonna be the sacrificial lamb. I know it. But I'm glad they didn't. I don't I'm know. So I think glad. he didn't need to die. I really thought people we loved were going to die though truly yeah. truly truly so that's when everyone was dying in the last episode i was like i knew this was gonna happen but then i was i was fine that they got revived does it make sense you know no but i'm fine with it the end of season one was so incredibly devastating that yes. i was ready for another super devastating season oh, me two too. me too and i think that it was really good that end of season one was so devastating because it rose the stakes higher for end of season two and it made it so like we weren't sure that our favorites were gonna make it um so it was really brilliant yeah yeah no i agree and and, and the season one beats end of season two for me because it was just so epic 
him walking out of a fire. Oh my gosh, it was so epic. I mean, best ending of a season of K drama I think I've ever seen. Him yeah. like walking out of the fire and not being dead. Like it was awesome. I was so, so I shook. I didn't need as much of an epic finale from the season two because we already had one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's yeah. fine that there wasn't. I think the but. the only thing that like I kind of I I can understand I can understand why it didn't happen, but I kind of would have liked to have Naksu take her sword and like be a super <gasps> yes. badass Naksu one more time. But I can understand why. I think it makes sense with her character development because like she was forced into being that assassin. She didn't choose that life for herself. And yes. the last time she had that sword, she used it to kill Ook, right? And so yes. I could see her being like, no, I'm not going to live that life anymore. And I, like, I'm proud of her for that. But at the same time, I also just wanted to see her just yeah, be a no. total badass and, like, stab <laughs> Jinmu through, through the heart, you know? <laughs> Me too. I, I like, honestly really thought at one point in the season – Uke was going to, like, Noxu was going to open up her own sword or something, and Uke was going to be like, oh my gosh, you're Noxu. And mm-hmm. she just never, like, none of that ever happened. Uh, which is fine. I think you're right. Like, at the end of the day, Noxu, I don't think she wanted to be an assassin. She just had mm-hmm. to be. And so when she kind of got a second lease on life, she's like, I don't know. Nah. Let's nod. So, yeah. yeah. I um, do kind of wish, though, that, like, there... I know there has been really cool ways that they showed females being strong and powerful, but, like, I kind of wish that, like, especially Jin Cho Young, like, had a more powerful story, you know? Um, You know, she's supposed to be one of the three seasons, but I just didn't really feel like she was at the same level as the other or four seasons. She was not really at the same level yeah. as the other three. Yeah. By the end of the show, I was like, the four seasons, I, I, A, I love them. I think anytime the four seasons were together in one room, I felt very happy inside. Mm-hmm. I really did. I was like, oh, they're together. I just, like, especially the three dudes. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Be together forever. I just love you three. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't as epic as I thought they would be. No. Ook, Ook becomes incredibly epic. Uh, yeah. but Dongu, I mean, Dongu, he didn't need to be epic. It's fine. Like he was no. just so cute. I but loved him just to the way he is. <laughs> I re- me too. No, no complaints about Dongu. Freaking love that dude. Uh, but Yule and Choyeon, I really thought would be more epic and they, we weren't as epic as I was hoping, I guess, but yeah, that's fine. Um, Ook had enough epic moments in season two yeah. for the whole world too like mm-hmm. forever uh but no i agree i agree choyan in the very beginning of season one she had some really cool epic moments yeah like they called her and she did all the cool little blah whatever but mm-hmm. no nah, she ended up just being like a cute little tender-hearted like that's it like yeah loves donku and that's it you know yeah so yes i overall this season two i thought was it was i just i think part of it i liked the female lead switch I thought she had a lot of great chemistry with Uke. Me too. I thought it was spicier. I mean, the kissing was spicier. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was just great. I thought, and I thought she was really good. Um, I liked Uke's angstiness more than his little bubbliness, personally. I just thought it was really great. Um, and maybe it's because it was shorter, but it was just, like, it ended, and I'm like, oh, I'm sad it's over. Like, it yes. didn't drag on and on. Like, it was so great. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I also think, okay, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to, like, fantasy and fiction and stuff like that. I just loved how, like, honestly, as season two was going, I fi- we figured out so much that was going on in season one that even though there's some plot holes here and there, it really was like we were continuously learning more. And that was really fun for me. 
I really thought it was mm-hmm. fun. Like even today, I was re-listening to my own episode from the before the season started, and I like recapped season one. And there were so many things as I was listening. I'm like, Maddie, that's not even true. Like now we know more, and I was like talking to myself. <laughs> we learned we learned so much as the season went on. I thought it was just really good. And it was such a fun world to live in for a while, and I'm gonna miss it that was. world. It really was like the way that they did, they wrote this entire world of Deho. And we were talking today about like all these different areas of Deho, Chomoguan, where they have like the royal family and then there's Songdim with the the mage and all and then the things inside Songdim, all like the, there's the infirmary and there's like the the te- the school where Yule runs it now and then like um there's Jinyuan and all of that and it was just the like artifacts. This is so fun. I know. The artifacts yeah. and like there's just a whole world there that people could write spinoffs for yes. forever and ever and ever. And they another Star Wars could. connection. I feel like they need to continue with other things like write. Somebody needs to write a book. Somebody needs to write comics and webtoons, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, it's just like Star Wars where they could write prequels and sequels. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not saying that yeah. Netflix needs to go and do this. I, I'm not I'm not advocating for a season three of Alchemy. Personally. No, no. I wanted to just stay what it is. But like there are so many places they could go because mm-hmm. they just built such a foundation um, of this whole thing. I mean, this whole story could have been told from like so many different people's perspectives and it would have been mm-hmm. great. It could have been told from the crown prince and it would have been a whole drama in and of itself, you know? Yeah. Um, so here we are talking about the crown prince again. Yeah. I just like him. I just want MVP. more from him. <laughs> <laughs> like, can someone write a fanfic about uh, the crown prince entirely? One time I read a, a fan fiction about, like, the entire fifth book of Harry Potter, but it was from Ginny's perspective. Oh, it cool. was great. Can someone, can someone do this about the alchemy of souls? If someone's out there, please write yeah. a great fanfic about the crown prince. I will read it. Please send it to me. Uh, yeah. Anyway, then send it to me. Start at the moment season two ends. Yeah, start at the moment season two ends and the crown prince becomes the king. And I just want to hear all about it. Please mm-hmm. send it to me. So um, what female lead did you like best? Did um, you prefer one over the other? Season two. Booyang yeah. Naksu. Yeah. I loved her. I loved her bubbly, yeah. spunky personality. I was not sad about the female lead switch. And I was very impressed. Okay, we haven't gushed about this yet, but like Lee Jae Wook, uh, the king, amazing. I am so impressed by him as an actor in this show. He's um, phenomenal. He's really young. He's like 24. I mean, he's not very old. And him landing this role. And I mean, the dramas he's done. I mean, he's done some dramas like this. I think his first drama um, was very like kind of like this but i mean the first lead role he had was dodo soso lala soul which was not like alchemy of souls your favorite <laughs> i love that show uh but he like lived in like a flower shop in that show like it was Aww. not he like ran a piano business out of his house so very different um but he owned this role i don't know if anyone could have pulled it off the way he did he was perfect perfect it was cast. so good oh my god i'm like i don't even know where he's gonna go from here i can't wait to what? see what he does next do you know have you heard anything i want to know what he's no. doing next i'm the gonna watch it whatever gonna it is. watch it oh my gosh the whole world's gonna watch it mm-hmm. like it's yeah i'm pumped i hope it's something that like is up my alley like genre wise that'd be great yeah but, um he's so charismatic as an actor and you he's also look at him 
Oh, he is. Oh my gosh. Like you just have, yeah, you just got to look at him and Mm -hmm. especially the intense scenes he just owns. I mean, those like the, the amount of dramatic walking scenes he had in this season. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So many. Like he should win an award for best dramatic walk. (laughs) I don't even know. I I lost (laughs) Who could beat him? Count. I lost count of how many times he dramatically walked and did something. Best entrance. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there was that one specifically where he gets so mad about something. Oh, I don't even remember. And he walks. Oh, was it when he goes into genuine? When when he walks like sewed the thing into her neck, you know? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, maybe it wasn't. It was the time where he's He's like, like, my wife can't sleep. (laughs) Oh, that was one too. But there's one he's like walking up steps and there's like all these guards and he just like grabs the air in front of him and rips it back and they all just die. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I I shouldn't be that attracted to someone who's killing so many people, but it was so great. I really liked um, Park Jin's, he gave, when he was um, confronting Jin Mu in the unanimous assembly Mm -hmm. and Jin Mu was like, I could give you the power to bring back Maid servant Kim. Oh, I know. I like and that. And then he whole was like, thing. He was like, no. See, he's he's Anakin, but makes better decisions. Everyone in this show is Anakin, but makes better decisions. <laughs> but he says, he says, I wrote down this quote. He said, "Evil always does whatever it wants without stopping." Um, but mm. why is it that virtue has to prove itself over and over again? Ooh, I feel like that was yes. such a deep quote. That is deep. Oh, well, so that, deep. And, and that's just like. Something that was interesting about this show was, like, to be honest, I feel like Jin Mu wasn't a very convincing villain. He just wasn't even that smart. But he didn't even need to be smart because, like, the draw of power and everything Mm -hmm. was so powerful that he was just kind of the ringleader. And he didn't really need to have that much virtue or anything. It was just like, come be powerful. He was just like, "If if you're on my side, you'll get the power of the Ice Stone. And that's, like, all people needed. But then on the other side, in order for someone to be a leader like Ook or Park Jin, like they had to have a lot of personal virtue and mm-hmm. I'm going to say no to this and this and this and not take that power. Uh, so it took a lot more for people to back somebody who was against the power. Mm-hmm. I feel like that yeah. was a great example of that. Yeah, I feel like um, Jin Mu kept because I was like, what was his end goal? And his, I guess right. his end goal is just to be powerful. Um, right. But then, like, yeah, what was his end goal? And every time somebody, like, brought up, hey, what about the consequences of these actions? Because, like, if you unleash the firebird, he's going to burn up the whole world. Then, like, what's yeah. the point of having power if the world is all burned up, you know? And he's, like, thinking of those consequences is weakness. Yeah, it's like, what's so, like, going to happen Anytime here? consequences were made up, it's like, bring that's up. A- he was just like, nope, that's weakness. Anytime you think about the consequences, it's weakness. Yeah, he's not so- very smart, and he doesn't seem to think through stuff. And- no, that's weakness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm like, he's not that good of a leader. I don't know why y'all are following him other than the fact that he's just crazy enough to try to get the Ice Stone. And, like, that's it. Um, but, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. He was not overly convincing as to why and i also don't know why he was building the soul shifter army to be completely honest because by the end i mean there's like two seasons in a row he's building the soul shifter army like that's his purpose for so long and by the end i think he had like 72 soul shifters or something and then Ook comes and kills them all in one go and then they're just <laughs> gone 
Can we talk though about Ook's secret powers that we don't oh, know I he know. has? And then like, <laughs> he has so every power. Every power you can so imagine he has it. Many secret powers in that scene of when he <laughs> was uh, getting the soul shifters and he splits himself into like seven different people. I said, No, it's more than what? that. How many soul shifters are there? Because that's how oh, many like, times he's there. There was like, like 70. So he, did he split himself into 70 people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I thought he split himself in. I thought he split himself into like seven and they were each killing ten. I don't know. All Can I we know go is, through all of his powers? Like, okay, he's the ability to multiply. He, is, he can apparently multiply. He can, he like, super speed. Teleport. Or super. Maybe it's super speed. Super speed. Super strength. Um, uh, he could use water. You know, we knew that one already. Um, he can fight. basically take, like, any substance in the air or water and turn it into, like, anything. Like, he made it into yeah. a bow and arrow at the end. Uh-huh. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, he has, he, he could summer, summon fireflies. <laughs> oh, apparently he can summon fireflies. I don't think there's an end to his powers. I don't think uh-uh. the writers intended to tell us what the end of his powers were. Uh-uh. No. I think he just has every power ever. Yeah. I think he any, can probably fly. I mean, did we see him fly? I don't think. But how did he get to the top of the tree? Hmm. His super speed jumping up. <laughs> super jump. He has a super jumping power. Yeah. He does have super jumping powers. That's true. <laughs> uh lots of powers that there so is no he, end when he kills a soul shifter though this is something i didn't want to ask when he kills a soul mm. shifter then at night they they like haunt him and like make him cold yes and like yes. noxu could make him warm again by being in her presence i guess that's part of her divine powers okay yeah, we haven't talked through that, but yeah, he, he, uh, he, when he kills that, I mean, that's his whole angst when we meet him in season two is he's killing all these soul shifters. I think at that point he had killed like 25 or something. And every night the wraiths come and like haunt him. And for whatever reason, yeah, I don't know why Noxu could cast them away other than it's just a cute romantic plot of so she has to sleep. It's very with him. cute. But, um, I was, you know, at the end when he like kills 72 and then the wraiths are haunting him. I'm like, this guy's going to die. I'm like, he's going to go insane. Like he'll kill one and it'll like put him under. But then he seemed fine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was like, the ne- and then like Noxu wasn't even there. And like the next day he's like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I was like, okay, well, I thought that was going to be harder for you, but it would have been cute if she had comforted him that night. But I know I really thought that might've happened. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah, they there's a few things they never talked about also as a relationship. I don't think they ever cleared up the fact that she was not in love with a different man. You know, there was that whole I, breakup. I think he finally put it together that he was oh, the other man. He was the I other think man. He did. Okay, okay. When he figured out that she was Noxu, I think he figured it out. Well, and I'll say but it doesn't like, show him figuring it out. No. I feel like the reveal of him figuring out she was Mudoki back in the day was not epic enough for me. No. No. Do you yeah. agree with that? I agree. It like wasn't. It was just like he was like, wait a minute. Are they the same person? And the next thing you know, he's just making out with her. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm fine with it. But also I wanted like a really big reveal. Yeah. And there wasn't. Yeah. It was like forgettable. It was like it was he was like by I mean, he saw her eyes and then he was like, "What?" And then 
uh, next thing you know, he's just like standing by the ocean. He's like, wait a minute. I think it's the same person. I'm like, yeah. And then that was like it. And I thought he figured it out like 12 times before he actually did. No, he super didn't. <laughs> I don't think he did. And I will say so, I mean, the first time they, like when he fell in love with Booyang, that was so epic and so cute and so hot. It was so cute. And it so was- I feel like that set the bar so high that like anything after that was yeah. never going to meet it, you know, because well, it was so great. I am so happy that he falls in love with her without knowing yes. she is Noxu. He loves her soul. I mean, he loves her soul. And it's, mm. I mean, yeah, let's just talk about their little love story real quick because I thought it was so much more spicy and so much more chemistry than season one, which I think to an extent is the way it should have been because the only way they were going to up season one is to like ha- be better mm-hmm. with their loves. I mean, I, I don't. I don't, I mean, they gave them a lot more kiss scenes in this season and things like that, which helped it. But, like, it would have been bad if the chemistry was, in my opinion, was, like, so much better in season one. And then season two felt like it was lacking. Yeah. It was for kind me, of opposite, it felt like, yeah. It, for me, it was the opposite. For me, for me, season one was, like, I, I mean, I believe y'all are in love. I believe he's in love with her. I wasn't always sure if she was, like, I couldn't always read if she was in love with him as much. Um... And then they had, like, one really good kiss scene in season one. Like, that's great. But then season two was a lot spicier. And I think they did that on purpose because or else we would have felt let down. And maybe some of y'all listening to this do feel let down. Maybe y'all liked season one romance way better. But I, I think a lot of people were two. upset because they liked it so much. May- yeah, I guess. So. I wonder, um, y'all listening, if you if you loved season one's romance, how you feel about season two. Because yeah. I liked season two's so much better. Um, they had and... so much chemistry. I want them to be love interests in another. I drama. know they did. They Those had so two much actors. Chemistry. Oh my goodness! Yes, it was so good. And did you see the behind the scenes stuff too? They have the chemistry yes. like behind the scenes I know. too. It was cute, and he's always <laughs> so like cute. so laughy and like derpy behind the scenes. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean the whole segment of like the lantern flickering on and off, and him just like. I mean, he was pretty much determined to never love anyone ever again. I mean, very determined. And then, like, also to, like, mm-hmm. to die. So, like, there was a lot she had to fight through to, like, get his attention. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it was how she comforted him. And yeah. I think he says this at one point, but she helped him confront the pain he felt about Mudok. And mm. he had hit it for three years. But the fact that she was able to apparently warm him up when he was so cold and that gave him like the courage i think i mean there was that scene where he was crying so hard and she hugs him and comforts him it was really cute i think that was like episode four or something and then he kisses her and she's like who are you kissing but i mean we learned he was really kissing her knowing it was her but i think he just felt so comforted Mm -hmm. by her um but yeah the the scene oh i just liked how it was like a total reversal from season one where she was the dark person and he was the bubbly person and now they've switched and she was the bubbly comf- person that comforted him when he was in the very dark time yes you know? that is literally so true uh and the scene at the end of episode seven where Ugh. they finally kiss and stuff i was like oh like i was just like oh my gosh this is so good his like his desperation in his eyes like he finally was like no i really really like you and the way he said, like, when the lantern's on, um, um, 
I I'm fine like in my brain like it makes logical sense to send you away this is all logical but then it goes off and I I pine for you I can't I can't handle it uh it was great and then she's like turn it off (laughs) and she's like I'm blowing it out I love that she's like turn it off turn it off turn it off like don't turn it on oh my gosh Uh, and then beginning of episode eight when he's just like so happy and I know. Seen him just be so sad for so long to see him that happy at the beginning of episode eight. Oh, I know. So That's why good. I'm. I'm so glad they had those happy moments because they did not have a lot of happy moments in this this season at all. Mm-hmm. And the very very end, seeing them be happy was very nice. I would have felt struggled if they just that wasn't even the case so yeah and then i mean they had we had like that one moment in episode 10 where like they're getting married and they're just hanging out i was like this is so cute i just wanted it to go on for so much longer yes uh, but then the freaking fire like you're married and now released. you're done i know i think Ugh. they had like one day as a married couple not even I'm a like, day you only okay. said that you was like i'm sorry you didn't even have a day yeah i was like okay <laughs> bummer total you know for like doomed love is totally like just the seat they were doomed from the start and never seemed to get past it until the end i would have i would have loved to see though like right when she returns to her body like their the reunion at the end yeah we didn't get to see it we didn't get to see it It was more just like one year later i'm like what yeah (laughs) yes agreed we don't quite know how that went about but i'm sure that was a very pleasant surprise to ook so Hey, that was great. Maybe um, they'll release a deleted scene and it will be wonderful. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> it's also fitting because she looks like the way she would have looked. I mean, she's Sue's mm-hmm. body. Okay, so let's... Can we just move to talking through any characters we just want to give any recognition for? We've talked a lot about Yule, Crown Prince, um, that we love the Crown Prince, need him, more of him, want a spinoff series. <laughs> great uh i ended up really liking in a way like park Jin. i felt like i could trust park Jin. yeah and he was a very stabilizing maybe park Jin is obi-wan kenobi i don't know yeah. he's just a very stabilizing source mm-hmm. for me like yeah. anytime he was in the scene i was like i think things are gonna be okay because park Jin is here mm-hmm. that's how i felt about him yeah um, and i liked him with the the doctor guy what's his name Oh, I forget his name, but yes, the doctor with the rosy like, cheeks. Yeah, he was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. When at the beginning of the whole series, I thought Park Jin was a little like edgy because I think mm-hmm. they wanted like he was like shooting arrows at Noxu in episode one. Yeah, but then by the end, I was like, no, you're not. If anything, in season two, I was kind of like, I want him to be a little more edgy at times. Like he was just like <laughs> baking for everyone. I'm like, no, nah, it's okay. He's really bad at cooking. That was his oh, whole storyline for most like, of season two. <laughs> Literally for like six episodes, there was like a storyline of the turtle and then him being bad at cooking and both of them. I'm like, I don't entirely like I love the turtle, but like I loved I loved it. (laughs) He's bad at cooking. I'm like, we know he's bad at cooking at this point. I actually kind of liked in the last couple. He kind of got edgy, a little edgier. And I was like, yeah, Park Jin's back. I kind of like that (laughs) a little bit. But then he was dying and putting the ring on his pinky finger. And I was like, oh, this is sad. But um. You know, yeah. the biggest thing I was worried about for season two is just, like, all of the characters being super emo. And so I yeah. really appreciated the storyline of him being bad at cooking. And, like, okay, you get, like, super angry and upset. Ook comes in and he's, like, wearing black and all upset. And then he's, like, forced <laughs> to eat these, like, really bad dumplings, you know? And it's, like, you know, it's just funny. It brings in levity that I needed. 
I think that was the purpose <laughs> of that storyline of Park Jin was you're right. I think at the beginning I was also like, I hope this doesn't become overly. You're right. We didn't want it to be overly emo. Ook was very emo at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I almost forget how emo he was. Like, I don't think he smiled for like five episodes. No. And um, I will say it was those few times he ate those bad dumplings that he kind of <laughs> smiled. Well, then Yule comes back in town. And yes. I was like, oh, and Yule was super like, emo too. <laughs> oh, Yule was so emo. But at least when they were together eating the dumplings, it's like the bros were just like talking like they were bros. So I, I do mm-hmm. appreciate You're right. I appreciate that part of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yule and his freaking emo-ness. That guy, he was so emo. Like, and yeah, on like episode seven, he was literally like, yeah, on like a murder-suicide mission. I'm like, yeah, Yule, buddy. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Tell Ook that she didn't mean to kill him. Just kidding. That's all I have to do. Um, oh, can we talk about his OST, though? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, my I goodness. Mean, Everyone yeah, go check it out if you haven't seen it. I'm trying to remember his real name, Huang something. Uh, Min 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 Young, Young? right? Min Young, Min Young, Min Young. Min Young. Min, I was thinking of Min Hyuk. No, that's the hot guy from B2B. <laughs> B2B. Oh my god. <laughs> Min, Min. Also Hyuk. check out his Instagram. <laughs> also check out Min Hyuk from B2B. Just if you want to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and trust me, you want to. That was a great uh, discovery over the last few weeks. <laughs> Oh my god. I watched um, Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, L watched Kingdom and we learned about Min Hyuk. Um <laughs> no yeah, Juan Min Hyung, I think he's like a hybe artist and he's like a solo a solo artist. He was in a hybe. group though. Um what oh, was, was he? it? Uh, newest. He was in newest. Oh he newest, was? I think. Oh. I That's the one wrong. that like Coops and Woozy were gonna be in at one point, right? Maybe. Back in the day under Pletus? Probably. Yeah, Look that makes us. sense. That totally We're makes se- sense. Sneaking high references. Into he, was also in the high games. he was also in he the Hive games. He was also in the Hive games. Yes, yes. Which was great. I Anyways, <laughs> I don't know if y'all think that makes him hotter or not hotter that he's in K-pop, but he sure is. I and think yeah, he... it makes him so hot. <laughs> oh, I do. I sure do. Uh, but yeah, uh, he uh, he sang a beautiful OST. Oh, it was gorgeous. It yes. was gorgeous. There's also that OST from, I think it's Leah of Itzy. The the one I think it's called Blue Flower. It's the one they always play with Ook and Noxu's romantic Aww. moments in the season. It's absolutely beautiful. That's the one that I. It's, it makes you very emo. Like put it on when you're driving, and you'll just be like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> there were a few times this season where they snuck in the OST from last season. That um was the OST that was on when like um, Mudok and Ook kiss in that chamber. Ooh. I don't know if you remember, but I always remember songs like that. And it's beautiful. And there's a few moments they threw it in as like a nod Aww. to the past. And I was like, oh my gosh. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I feel like we've covered most so of our well characters. Done. We already talked about Donggu. It really was. Here's the thing. Like, there's a lot to be said about this show. Is it perfect? No. Uh, there's a lot of plot holes here and there. Uh, but it was just really good. I mean, it was such a fun, fun ride. Like, it you just want to go to a different world and meet characters that are so lovable and yes. have magical adventures. Like, this is the show. Yes. It's so good. And it's, I mean, I, I, I wasn't able until finishing it today to really think through, like, does this show, like, really stand up in, like, my rankings of all time? Like, where does it stand? And I haven't, like I said, it just finished this five hours ago. Maybe you've 
already thought through this, but like I feel like with this finale, it solidified like a like a place at least in my golden vault of like this show is special and it's great and like no one can touch it. Is that the same for you? You're oh, nodding. The so. second I finish a show, I look at my rankings and okay. decide where to put it. The second okay, so, I'm done. So, so where'd is, you put it? It is now my number three and that <gasps> Ooh. so it is it is so and you know, I hadn't I had season one at number four and so it rose up mm. one um for me. Yeah. And so yeah, I think I've got Home Cha is my number one, then uh Extraordinary Trading Woo is my number two, and then yes. Alchemy. Great list. Yeah. It bumped down uh, business proposals nominated number four. I love that uh, show. I know yeah. you don't love it as much, but I love that show. It's um, a great show. <laughs> it just didn't land the plane, so that was an issue with that uh. one. But um Oh no, I agree. I okay, I liked season two more than season one. Personally. I did. I would say overall I, I would say the the finale of season one though, I think I like better than the finale of season yes. two, but overall I liked season two better. Yes. Overall, what a fantastic drama. I know we complained about a lot of stuff, but, like, even the stuff we complained about is just, like, insignificant compared to the overall feel of this drama. It's true. You know? And, yes, like, if we tore it apart, there would be a lot to complain about, but I just don't feel the need to. No. Like, I really enjoyed it. So, it's, like... So much fun. Yeah. So, anyways. I do feel like I have, like, a hole in my drama life that is now there. (gasps) I know. I don't know what to fill it with i'm still watching i'm watching forbidden marriage which i really love but yeah um that's a different sort of drama you know well i don't see any drama taking the spot of alchemy anytime soon with like just its uniqueness i mean it's just very unique it's like Mm -hmm. its own genre of k-dramas yeah that maybe new ones will try to you know yeah try to you know I mean, it was so plot heavy. It was so well thought out that a lot mm-hmm. of dramas do not think through that much at all. So, yeah, I think wasn't it's pretty it a safe. great? I feel like we were living our best K drama lives when Alchemy was coming out at the same time as Extraordinary Woo. Yes, we that literally was just were. The was that the highlight of K drama? Like <laughs> it was. The universe this was right like, there. End of summer, early fall was, was when that was happening. It was awesome, and I was actually remembering. Alchemy season one, like the first episode was like the first thing I covered on this new podcast. So that was kind of cute. Yeah. It like made a full circle. (laughs) And here we are finishing out. I'm like, it's kind of weird that Alchemy is actually over now. It was such a journey. So Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of cute. It was like way back in the day I covered episode one of Alchemy. (laughs) I remember I just moved into my new house. I didn't have a TV and I was like watching it on my computer. It was cute. So what a journey for you. I know. (laughs) anyways well uh i think we can wrap it up there's Mm -hmm. a i feel like i could make i feel like people could make literally an entire podcast trying to cover alchemy of souls like yeah like so many episodes so (laughs) many episodes uh but here we are we 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 did our best in an hour Mm -hmm. and 15 minutes or so so i'm sure like tomorrow we'll like come up with 10 other things we should have talked about but I will. That's the thing is I will come up with so many. And part of me is like, should we put off recording this for a whole week so we can like think it through? I'm like, no, let's just let's just get our reactions Mm -hmm. because it's more fun that way. But yeah, no, I'm definitely going to come up with so many things as time goes on. Like, oh, I could have mentioned that. Yeah, Yeah. we could have talked about that. But that's literally always going to be the case. 
So you know where you could um, release some of your thoughts is um, on your new Patreon, which people should oh. definitely um, patronize. Is that what you say? <laughs> patronize somebody? Oh, <laughs> you are. You are so right, Elle. I was actually <laughs> kind of bummed. I didn't really have my Patreon up and running before the show came out because I'm like, this would have been perfect for like a week by week walkthrough. Uh, but y'all, I just launched a Patreon. It really doesn't have anything on it yet. But as time goes on, I'm hoping to do more walkthroughs on certain dramas. This would have been literally perfect. But anyways, yeah, head over to uh, my Instagram page. There's a link to the Patreon. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, sign up. <laughs> Thanks for Do that. Do it. Give, <laughs> give back. Maddie gives us so much joy, and oh. I feel like everyone should just do a little bit to give back to her because she's given <laughs> us so much joy and so much to talk about. Stop it. Thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Oh, man. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Elle, for um, being willing to record this episode with me. Well, thanks and, for having me. Oh, my gosh. Of course. <laughs> and uh, thank you, everyone. Have a great week i uh i hope this episode was fun for you and maybe answer some questions if not just was entertaining so (laughs) anyways thanks l thanks everyone have a great day bye bye